certainly excited tonight to have with us Brother Rigo. He's going to preach for us. I don't think any introductions are needed. Brother Rigo, you come and preach, brother. Amen. All right. Thank you. Hello? How are we doing? My preacher sound will make me more nervous by inviting me up to the front. Man, that's nervous. Got my water. I'm going to need it. Well, it's good to be here. Um, 
I'm hoping that you would say the same thing. Like, like, he, uh, like he taught us last uh, week. We don't have to say we have to be here. We say we want to be here. Right? Well, at least some of you do. <laughs> well, I am going to start... Before I do anything else, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. So, Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this, uh, this evening. We do thank you, Father, for salvation, full and free. Thank you, Father, for being so good and merciful to us. There's no God like you, never will be. Thank you, Lord, and do help us today. Speak to hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So... I'm going to get started right away. I'm not, I'm, not going to say, uh, I'm not going to say how many points I got in this message. Because if I say that I have ten points and I only preach three, somebody might get mad. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, don't say how many points you got. Just preach whatever time you're allowed to preach and praise the Lord. Amen? So... We're going to start, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Romans, book of Romans. Romans 1, Romans 1, and it's going to be Romans uh, Verse 16, 116, Paul writing to the, uh, to the Romans, and he says in uh, Romans 116, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. You know, I, 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 think, uh, I think about, there's a, there's a lot of things that you and I should be ashamed of. Would you agree with that? There's a lot of things that you and I should be ashamed of. There's a lot of things that you and I did when we, before, before we, we became Christians or that, that we should be ashamed of, but not even talk about it. But I know, I know there's some people who, who talk about certain things that they shouldn't be talking, and, and they should be ashamed of those things, and, and they don't even blush. They don't even blush. But here Paul is saying to the, to the Romans, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Or there's a lot of things that we should be ashamed of, but not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You, you know what? It reminds me of a... It reminds me of, of, of this little... Well, she wasn't little. Should, should, should I say it's a joke that's coming up? You know that. It, it reminds me of, uh, of this young lady that, that uh, got into the bus, the high school bus, carrying her Bible. And she wasn't ashamed of it. She just got in, sat down, started reading the Bible. And uh, some boys began to look looked at her. They were looking at each other, and they were laughing between themselves, and they said, let's go give her a hard time. They go over to the girl, and they said, do you actually believe that book? Yes, I do. 
Do, do you actually believe that there's a God that made heaven, earth, and man? Yes, I do. And they were laughing, making fun of her. Eh, she didn't care. She wasn't ashamed of the Bible. Do you actually believe that there's a God that, that uh, divided the Red Sea? Yes, I do. And then he said, you don't actually believe about Jonah, do you? Jonah being swallowed up by a fish? You don't believe that, do you? And they were all laughing. Yes, I do. And, and when I get to heaven, she says, I'm going to ask Jonah how it happened, how it came about. And the guy said, what if he didn't make it to heaven? She said, well, you ask him. <laughs> there's, there's no need to be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It reminds me of another, another man that went to the city. This farmer went to the city for the first time, went to a restaurant, sit down in the restaurant, and ordered his breakfast. And he prayed, bless the food. And some guys were around there making fun of him. And they came over to him and they said, Hey, 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 old man. Where, where you come? Where you come from? Do they all do that? What you just did? And he said, No, 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 not, not everybody does that. Uh, really? No, not, not everybody does it. The pigs don't. I, I, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some reasons why we should not be ashamed of the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. And the first one is this one. Paul said again, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And, and the first one is this. This is the first one. It's a gospel that attributes all glory to God. This is a gospel that attributes all glory to God. Man does not get no glory whatsoever. None. This is what Paul said. Paul said this in Galatians 1, 11, and 12. He said this. Let's, let's go look at it. Galatians 1, 11, and 12. He said this. I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after men. For I neither received it of men, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. He didn't, he didn't get it by man. It wasn't invented by man. It was by Jesus Christ. Revelation by God, he says. No man gave it to me. So, no man gets the glory. Oh, I understand. I understand. There are some men that are trying to get the glory of the gospel by changing the gospel and telling you, me, telling you that we need to do this, we need to do that, we need not do this, so they can get the glory. No. This originated in heaven. This originated in heaven. And God gets all the glory. That's why we should not be ashamed of the gospel of the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. Because why? It is the gospel that attributes all glory to God. All of it. You don't get none. I don't get none. All of it goes to God. All glory. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I'm not. And he told that to the Roman people. He's telling that to you and I. We should not be ashamed. 
All glory goes to God. Glory to God for what? For redemption. Romans 3.24 Glory to God for what? Remission of sins. Acts 2.38 Glory to God for what? Remembering not our sins. Isaiah 43.25 All glory to the God, omnipotent God, omniscient God, omnipresent God. To Him be all the glory now and forever. And the people said, Amen. He gets all the glory. Nebuchadnezzar thought he was going to get some of that glory. He said, I did this myself. All this glory, all this kingdom is mine. Boy, he found out how wrong he was. Eating grass for seven years and taking showers outside when it rains. How'd you like that? How'd you like to be living outside and eating grass for seven years? Well, I mean, some are vegetarians. I, I mean, I, I'm not against vegetarians. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I, was, I think it was last week, my wife made, made the best vegetarian soup I ever tasted. I, I said to myself, if this is what being a vegetarian tastes like, I want to be a vegetarian. It was a very delicious soup. Don't ask me after the service what it's called. I don't remember. I ate, and it was good. Let me give you another point. Why this gospel, you and I should not be ashamed. It is a gospel that abounds in the grace of God. It is a gospel that abounds in the grace of God. Abound to be in great plenty. Let me tell you this. God's warehouse of grace will never run out. Never run out. I, I, I can guarantee, almost promise you, that wherever a disaster hits in this beloved United States, whether it be a hurricane, a tornado, Sam's Club's going to run out. All those warehouses that sell their merchandise, it's going to run out of their goods. They will run out. Sooner or later, they will run out. The warehouse of grace, God's grace, will never run out. He'll never say to you and me, I, I don't have enough. It's done. You've been through too many persecutions. You've been through too many problems. Uh, Rodrigo, I can't give you any more grace. But Lord, I need it. I need it right now. I cannot give it to you, my son. Look me up next week. He'll never say that. He'll never say that. That's why you and I... Should not be ashamed of the gospel, but because it's a gospel that abounds in the grace of God. It'll never run out. That's why Paul the Apostle was told by God, my grace is sufficient for thee. And, I, and I'm telling you that this grace, this grace is sufficient for salvation, sufficient in daily living, and sufficient in death. Whether you believe it or not, it doesn't, it doesn't diminish that grace. It is the truth. And I, I, I am sure, I am sure that many of you have experienced that grace. I am sure. If not in nothing else, in salvation. Saved by grace through faith. And that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not a worse. That's any man should boast. I am so sure that many have experienced that grace and salvation. And if you haven't, you can experience it tonight. Nobody's holding you back but yourself. Romans 5.20. Romans 5.20. Romans 
Romans 5.20, this is what Paul said, or God said to the mouth of Paul. Romans 5.20. In Romans 5.20 it says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. How do you like that, huh? You might say, I might say, oh, this city is it's wicked. That city is wicked. Sin abounds. And God says, no. Grace abounds much more. You know, sometimes I think about Lot when he went to Sodom and Gomorrah. I, I, I understand that So you, you hear that he should have let Abraham select first. But he went to Sodom and Gomorrah. And, you know, he, he was a believer in Jehovah. If he would not have followed uh, the culture of that people, just went along with the people, I believe he could have been a light in that place. But he wasn't. He wasn't a light. So we know what happened. But he, he was a believer. We just read it. We just read it. So Adam and Gomorrah was wicked. There was a lot of sin. But he was a believer that went that way and he could have done something for Jehovah God. But he didn't. He didn't. Didn't we just read it? But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. He could have done something. But he didn't. And you and I said, well, I'm just one. I'm just one. The Lord's on your side. You're on the Lord's side. That's a great army. That's a big army. Look at what Jonah did. What God did through Jonah. In that city of Nineveh. Oh, man. It's... What a, what, what a revival, what an awakening happening there. What, a, what salvation in the city of Nineveh. One man, Jonah. Why are we not supposed to be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because it is the gospel that abounds in the grace of God. That's why. Because it, it, it's a gospel that attributes all glory to God. Can I give you another point? It is a gospel that acknowledges the goodness of God. Oh, our God is good, isn't he? Our God is so good to us. You're here, I'm here. The goodness of God, the mercy of God, he is such a good God. The Bible says he makes the rain to fall on the good and the unjust, the good and the evil, he brings the sun up. Not, not, the God, not the God's invented by man. The, the God's invented by man would not do that. They're, they're very capricious. They're, they're very mean gods. They're like, like us. <laughs> invented by man. Not this God of the Bible. No, no, not this God of the Bible. He's a very good God. So, so what is the reason? What is another reason we should not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ? Because it is a gospel that acknowledges the goodness of God. I read somewhere that uh, 
this lady, when, he, when she was talking to her pastor, she would always say, Oh my goodness. Do you have that habit? Oh my goodness. She, he says something and he says, Oh my goodness. And finally, that pastor, I guess he couldn't take it any longer, and said to her, Sister, stop it. <laughs> what do you mean? Just, just stop it. Don't be saying, Oh my goodness. Because you don't have no goodness of your own. Why don't you start saying, oh, my badness? Oh, my badness. I read it and I laughed just like you guys did. I said, that's funny. And you know what I did? I try saying myself, because yes, I, I also say, oh, my goodness. So I try saying, oh, my badness. You, you know what? You know what happened from this little experiment that I did a while back, many years back? It didn't last it too long. <laughs> it didn't last it too long. I, I kept saying, oh, my badness, maybe for a day or two. But it, it didn't sound right. <laughs> it did not sound right. When I was talking to somebody and they say something, and I, and I would say, oh, my badness. And I was like, it doesn't sound right. Every man is faithful to declare his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find... And so I went back to, oh my goodness. And I, to this day, it's, oh my goodness. And I hope somebody doesn't come up to me and tell me, oh, no, no, brother. It should be all your badness. I understand that. God is so good to us. Why, why should we not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because it is a gospel that acknowledges the goodness of God. He is a good God. Psalms 33, 5. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Psalms 53, 1. The goodness of God endures continually. Psalm 145, 9. The Lord is good to some. No, to all. The goodness of the Lord. Don't be ashamed of this gospel. God is so good to us. Even... If he puts us in a bed of affliction, or if he takes everything away like he did Job, he's still a good God. Always been good, always will be good. Can I give you another point? Why, why should we not be ashamed of, of this gospel? Can I give you this one? It is a gospel that advances the government of God. And by that I mean, Luke one seventeen says this. Luke one seventeen, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, there it is. Luke one seventeen. And Luke one seventeen it says, And he shall go before him, uh, speaking about John the Baptist, in the spirit and power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. He's preparing a people. He says, make ready a people prepared for the Lord. We are willing subjects of our King Jesus. We are willing subjects. He is preparing A kingdom that only willing subjects will be allowed. 
Those who have bowed down their knee to the Lord Jesus Christ will be allowed to enter. Not everybody's going to be entering in this, this government that he's going to establish. It's the gospel that advances the government of, of God. In this age that we live in, people rise up and knock down certain governments. Another government rises up and people rise up and knock them down because they don't want to be under that government. But you and I are willing subjects and we want to be under his government. And I know it starts in the heart. Someday he'll reign a thousand years right here. And that a thousand years, there are going to be people who, who are going to be brought up in that one thousand year kingdom who, who will not bow to this government. But he will, he will rule with a rod of iron. He will be just. He will be righteous. And everything he does, I know it's not happening now, but it will happen. And he's preparing a people for the Lord. We are preparing a people for the Lord. It is the gospel that we should not be ashamed. Why? It's the gospel that advances the government of God. It's, it's coming. 755. I want to have you out of here before the rapture happens or before you die. <laughs> we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. Have, we been, have I been ashamed? Yes. To my shame, I say this. But uh, I haven't done what some people have done, they told me, when they're praying in a restaurant and drop the napkins and place a little amen. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. But this is, this is a gospel that you and I should not be ashamed of. Revelation 19.15 says, He shall rule them nations, the nations, with a rod of iron. Revelation 26 says, And we shall reign with him a thousand years. Isaiah 9, 7 says, And the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. It's not going to be no end. It is a gospel that advances the government of God. That's why you and I should not be ashamed of this one. Can I give you another one? It is a gospel that admonishes the gravity of God. And, and by gravity, I don't mean, I'm up here. I'm falling down because gravity took me down. I'm talking about seriousness. The seriousness of God. Oh, God is a God of love, righteousness, no doubt about that. But it, it's just a gospel that admonishes the gravity of God. About what? Well, let's, let's, take about, let's talk about the Savior. In Matthew 17, 5, he says, God is saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. We need to hear what, he, what He's saying to us. The gravity of, of God. About what? About His Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ. It admonishes the gravity of God, this gospel. About the Savior. What else? About scriptures. He says, in, he says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture. We need to heed that. We need to listen to what he says about the Bible and be serious about it. It, it is a gospel that admonishes the, the gravity of God about Savior, Scripture. How about this one? Salvation. 
Second Corinthians 6, 2, he says, Behold, now is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next week, not two weeks from now. God always makes it in the now. Now, now, now. So that means if you're here sitting down and you're not saved, now, right now, is your day for salvation. That's what he's saying. Because tomorrow might be too late. But we know how we are. We know how we are tomorrow. As, as one preacher, some, I heard somebody say, well, maybe the, the devil might tell you not to get saved, but he's saying, put it for tomorrow. Go, go say tomorrow. Well, I don't know if that's true. But today is the day of salvation. And, and you should be hearing what God is saying about this gospel. It admonishes the gravity of God about Savior, Scripture, salvation. How about the Spirit of God? In Ephesians 4.30, he says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. He says, don't grieve it. Oh, he says more about the Holy Spirit of God. Don't quench it, don't lie to it. But I'll just give you this one. You look up the rest. We should be serious about it. It admonishes the gravity of God. This gospel does. How about this one? Sin. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we're all guilty. We should heed to what it's saying. The gravity of, of God. It admonishes the gravity of God about Savior, Scripture, salvation, the Spirit of God of sin. What about this one? Second death. Revelation 20, 14. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. All your loved ones that don't know Jesus will wind up in the lake of fire. Your mom, your dad, brothers and sisters, uncles, friends, if they're not saved, it doesn't matter how good they are, not good enough to go to heaven. They might be good in your eyes here, but not good enough in the eyes of the Lord to go to heaven. Lake of fire for them. You ever thought about that? Do you ever think about that? Do you want to think about it? Maybe you don't want to think about it, but it's the truth. Your mom, don't matter how, how much of an angel you think she is. Because that's how I thought about my mom. Oh, she's an angel. She's perfect. But if she, if, but if she would have died without Christ, I would not see her in heaven. I would not. Same thing for my dad. Do you have uh, sons and daughters who are not saved? You don't know they're saved. If they're not saved, this is what waits for them. Second death. And someday you and I in heaven are going to see that. When the Lord tosses them out. I don't think you want to see that. You know, what is that terrible thing? You make it to heaven and your sons and daughters don't make it to heaven. What a terrible thing? I think about that one, huh? It is a gospel that admonishes the gravity of God. It is a gospel that advances the government of God. It is a gospel that acknowledges the goodness of God. It is a gospel that abounds in the grace of God. It is a gospel that attributes all glory to God. 802. I'm going to give you one more. You know why I'm giving you one more? You know why I'm giving you one more? Because the last one. Here's the last one. It is a gospel that's accessible 
to the godless from God. They can reach it. Any godless person can reach it. It's not hard. It's not hard. I, I, think, about, I think about when kids go to the, uh, to the store. Somebody said that's how they do it on purpose. They put all the goodies in the bottom for the kids. I, I mean, I, I believe it now. I mean, you're taking your kids to the store, right? You're going down with your cart, and all the goodies are at the bottom. The, all the sugar-coated cereals, and then you go to the checkout, there's all the candy. And I remember my kids, they look at mom, and look at me, and they're grabbing candy. It's like, oh, man, no way. No, 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 come on, let's go, go. They make it accessible for the kids, grab all that stuff. So next time you go with your kids to the store, blind them. Oh, sorry. Blind them. Because you're, unless you show them how to be disciplined, they're always going to go for the candy. They make it accessible. God makes the, uh, the gospel accessible to the godless. He makes it accessible. It's not hard to reach it. We make it hard on ourselves. But, but, but one time, you and I were in that section. In the section of death. And that reminds me of another thing. About this old drunk that gets up and makes a line right here. And he says, everybody on that side, bunch of lazy no good for nothing. Everybody on that side, bunch of hempeg husbands. One guy got up, he says, hey man, I'm not, I'm not lazy. And the guy said, okay, fast, just wait there. And that's a joke. You didn't get it, right? That's okay. Let me write down here something. Joke number five. <laughs> Did not work. I'll give it a one. Pastor, you don't want that one. Listen. God made a line, and uh, all of us were on the side of death. Where you see Christ, we pass in eternal life. We have eternal life. There's many people who don't. They don't have it. You've got the truth. You know the truth. You've got the gospel. Don't be ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God's salvation. So when you go out Saturday... Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Christ is not ashamed of us. He's not. He should be, but he's not. So, having said all that, I say this is a gospel that's accessible to the godless from God. It is a gospel that admonishes the gravity of God. It is a gospel that advances the government of God. It is a gospel that acknowledges the goodness of God. It is a gospel that abounds in the grace of God. It is a gospel that attributes all glory to our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you and I should not be ashamed of this gospel. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you. I'm done, Pastor.